Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's so spontaneous. Pyro Freeze, you heard it here first, folks. Pyro Freeze has changed her name. Um, so the stickers are gorgeous, absolutely. And you drew those. Those aren't photographs. Correct. Usually I draw them from photographs, but like I'll, I'll open up Photoshop and I'll place the image in Photoshop and then I'll do like a trace outline of it. And then sometimes I'll copy the colors over, but still everything is hand drawn. I never like, like paste a picture. Show it to me again. Show it to me one more time. Um, here's a, a fox, a gray fox that I did. And so you like drew all those that. Little lines. Yeah, yeah. All those little lines are literally me drawing in Photoshop. So... And what's the what, what is the what does the black one look like again? Oh, black one was actually one of my first ones, so there's actually not as much detail as you'd that is as wild. I would have wanted, but it's still that really is popular. Wild. The eyes look really cool. I have a whole bunch of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's incredible. Thank you. You're you're you you are you are clearly an extremely talented artist, which I know because I I literally have your art up on my up on is my it wall. Two? Is it the two pieces? Yeah, I have your I have your abstract piece where you got high with yes. me. And oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and 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 I was like I want you to paint an abstract and you like didn't paint me an abstract and I was like do it better and you're like okay, I got this. <laughs> and then and then the second piece is the Zelda piece that I commissioned you for. Yes. Um Okay, and so your so your sister had talked to you about how she thinks that you should charge more for your art. And you were you were having you were having qualms about that, right? So the, what started the conversation was um, usually around the holidays, especially this year because I actually so Tamer Ryu used to print and sell not sell them but um, send out my stickers for me. And, right. Um, she, I think we both didn't expect that they would be as popular as they are, so it's a lot of work for her. Yeah. And so she was like, uh, Pyro, maybe you should see about getting your own printer your own cutting machine and then you could do it all yourself you don't have to wait on me so i finally got my own equipment and so now usually around the holidays is when i start advertising my art a lot of people like to get little things for for the holidays um, i've had a couple zookeepers um get several stickers for their zookeeper friends um and so i posted about it and uh my uh, one friend was asking me how much they cost and if it was the same price for a new design versus a cust uh, like an old design like one of these that i already have right and amanda saw it and then that's when she i uh, had a conversation with her boyfriend and then so is it, it is it the same price for a new design as it is for one that you've already made yes ah okay yeah. i see i see i see where the conflict is definitely yeah 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 okay and, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it more, but that's something I've been thinking about a lot. For sure. Okay, so um, I think that the the oh there there there's so many things that I'm excited to tackle in this conversation. So I'm actually and and we can still definitely tackle it, but I'm actually much less interested in how much you sell your stickers for, okay. and much more interested in. Uh, what 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 I had sort of gotten from from what you ex had expressed that was exciting to me is that you're sort of looking to build this like business a little bit more, and you were looking on sort of like like some discussion on how you might do that. And so what I what I would like to do if 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 you would like to do it is to sort of uh, go go through 
like sort of build a build like a like an outline of what that might look like today so that by the end of this you are like you're like okay i have some steps that i feel like i can follow that i feel good about that then i can go and 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 build my business a little bit this went from an interview to therapy <laughs> is that well my interviews are always therapy always I therapy i don't <laughs> know talking talking with you about anything always became very therapeutic totally you to always give like your your opinion or your, your yeah uh, ideas and and, and what i what i definitely <laughs> what i definitely don't want is i don't want you to feel like i am i am just like like putting everything on you or like it's only my opinion like like obviously like this is your this is your business this is your art like you you are going to be building this my my the the way that i see like my job in this discussion is just to sort of like take all the stuff that you're telling me and sort of put it into a structure of like okay like i've i've been i've been doing this for a few years and i i have done a lot of research and things and so i i have some knowledge that others might not have about how to sort of like apply that to like a business structure and and sort of and sort of help you put it in that structure I, I by no means and if at any point you start feeling like like Sean you're just like or I mean tech you're just like you're just hecking you're just hecking running everything and I have no say like please let me know because I don't want that to happen that's really important yeah to me. yeah for sure and I feel like like this is good for me in the end because I haven't really talked to anyone about my goals as as opening a business and I know that you have a lot of financial and and money experience and so there's definitely some things that you could offer me that i feel like like uh, snake for example like the like i can't talk to him about certain things because he's more he's always like i love him to death he's just supportive you know he's yeah. like willing to do whatever i say even if it might not be secretly what i'm wanting so i i'm excited to to talk about this from a new perspective for sure yeah and that, that that's a problem that that i run into a lot like i i, I think i talked about it in um who was it that I talked with about it? Was it Sharky or Tava? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was talking with somebody in one of the past interviews, and I was like, I, I love, I love my community to death. They're great, but it's really hard when I like go to them. I'm like, all right, I need some feedback, and they're like, you're just perfect. I'm like, you're okay, amazing, everything's good. Yeah. All right, I know, I, I, I thank you, I love you, but can we, can we please just, just for a second? So, um, so yeah, so I totally I empathize with that. So. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think exactly how to, how to sort of, how to sort of get started. I think that the, I think that first, let's just, let's just start with sort of the elephant in the room, which is, um, I have one of those too. <laughs> an elephant? Yeah. Do you have an elephant sticker with you? Uh, not, uh, oh, actually, no, no, this one's not mine. No, I think I gave it away. Oh. But I do have an elephant, I do have an elephant design, but <laughs> not here. Okay, so I want to start with the sort of the elephant in the room, which is this this sticker situation. So, you do not charge more for a custom request than you do things that you've already that, that you've already done. That is correct, but can I can I defend myself? <laughs> Please, by all means. Okay, so so a lot of the the designs that uh, until recently. Now that people are starting to see what I do and realize, oh crap, she's actually pretty talented, I want a custom sticker of my pet. I feel like that's going to be a different story than what I was doing before, which is, ooh, I want um, a shark. Like, I haven't, I didn't have a shark design yet, but I want a shark. Okay. Um, can you do that for me? And it's just, it's, it's not a, 
especially since I work with zookeepers, it's not their shark. It's just a shark. Right. And I would charge the same for that because I have so many friends that like sharks. So in the end, it kind of pays itself off. Sure. Whereas what's happening now is I have these people that are like, I want a custom sticker of my pet cat. Right. And that cat is going to be very different than like anybody it's, it's, else's it's not cat. Just a cat. There's, it's there's like not as cat. there's not there's not as much resale value. Exactly, and I feel like to that extent, I I have been thinking maybe I will charge a little bit more for those. But what but, Amanda is telling me is that I should charge more in general, and I feel like that's not what I'm about. Sure, but this this sort of this sort of um, segues very well into um, one one of the things that your sister Amanda brought up, which was that. Uh, figuring out sort of like what artists get paid is kind of complicated. Like, like how, oh, how to, how to compensate for their work. It's, it's the, 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 when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how it's kind of similar to the service industry where like waiters get paid like way below minimum wage, like atrocious wages. And then tips are supposed to make up for it, which I have problems with anyway, but that's not the purpose of this conversation. Yeah. Um, so, for you, how long would you say that one making one of these sticker designs typically takes, on average? Just like an estimate. If I if I had to average all the stickers that I've made so far, I'd say between straight on five five to ten hours. Five to ten hours. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm, so I'm I, I, I'm writing this all down in Notepad. Okay. Um, cool. I want to see it afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. That that that's the idea. Is that well, I'll take all these notes, and this will be like our outline, and then I'll send it to you after, and you'll be able to like refer back to it if you want. Cool. Um, okay, so five to ten hours. So then, yeah. B- now because what what's cool here is that uh, I actually have like a direct parallel. So my brother has always worked uh, gigs rather than like nine to five jobs. Yeah. And be and because of the nature of gigs because they're sort of like one time off things he's able to charge he's or, he's able to like demand way more hourly than he would be able to if it were a 9 to 5 job yeah. so for him accepting something like uh like $15 an hour would be like atrocious like he'd be like I'm not working for $15 an hour are you kidding me but for me $15 an hour sounds great because I'm there oh, yeah. every single day 9 to 5 um so as an artist, you are you are essentially gigging. You're you're doing you're doing like one-off jobs that don't have a lot of consistency, and so because of that, you have this sort of like right to charge more. So, my f- my first sort of question for you is, what would you like to make off of like like hourly off of your work if you could if you could set a value on it, like like an ideal an ideal hourly rate that you'd like to make. Like, so when I was a, work, a zookeeper, I was working. I, I thought it was minimum wage, but apparently it was a little bit more than minimum wage. Okay. I ended at only thirteen fifty as a zookeeper with a uh, a four year degree. You know, and and that, and that ties into that was a nine to five job, pricing, right? Pricing later. Um, I wasn't f- fully full time, but it was eight to five. But it, it was uh, like a you had a you had regular employment. A schedule. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a one-off thing where you might have work one day and not the next, right? 
Right, like we, we definitely had our schedules ahead of time. Sometimes it would be like, okay, there's not as many shows that we're doing today, so you might only work two or three days, okay. but it was still an hourly rate. So mm. that's that's why it was very upsetting to, to, like I loved working there to an extent, but definitely the the wage that I had was not uh, satisfactory. Not satisfactory, especially in California. Yeah. Especially in California, like for a while, I barely had enough to pay rent, right? And and utilities, and like now that I have a new job and uh, much better pay, I can actually like afford to like buy new headphones. I just bought some new bras. I bought a pair of shoes, and like being able to just buy those little things that make life so much easier just makes me so happy. It's so, huge, yeah. Yeah. So that, my my current job is probably it's salary so it's a little tricky but i'd say like 22 to 24 dollars an hour okay so this is really cool so 22 to 24 dollars an hour is a great sort of like starting point to look at of like okay this is what i'm making for an hourly job like a job that i'm regularly getting paid for and what and and the 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 hourly wage for a gig job we just established should be higher Mm -hmm. so if you're making like $22, $23 an hour at this job, what what do you think a, a gig job should look like? Just just for like, just based off of you, there's no like right answer here. It's just like based off of like what I would like to make given the fact that a gig job should pay higher. Uh, and you know, like this is my art. What, what, what I, Pyro, would ideally like to make? Now, I know I tend to undercharge myself we were talking about that earlier. So I feel like saying between 20 and 20, 20 to 30 an hour at, in my, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so high. But I feel like it's probably not that high. It's not. Like I, my, my, exactly. my brother would have a hard time accepting something less than $30 an hour. Yeah. So given that $30 an hour, we're going to shoot high. And still, I'm, I'm still, I'm thinking, God, that's so much, but in, because that's what I've not been charging. I've been charging. If I make a sticker and I sell, this is what Amanda was saying. If I make a sticker and I sell ten of those, I'm only making ten dollars an hour, and that's less than livable. Right. So it's like obviously I need to, to make those changes. I love you. You're transitioning so perfectly into everything that I want to talk about. So okay, good. <laughs> so so let so let's say let's say ten hours on a sticker, okay, and thirty dollars an hour. That's three hundred dollars that you should make per sticker design. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about your, um, I would call them audience, uh, your, your, uh, your buyers. So on a sticker, on average, how many stickers do you think you sell of, of, of each sticker? So you would love this. I actually made an Excel sheet. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because so I just updated it. So I can actually see where we're at. Um, I can tell you which sticker was actually the most popular so far and what size the sticker because I can customize the size. Okay. And then I even have like who bought it and like my average. I don't have my average, but I can very easily. Yeah, Excel can, uh, Excel can just pop that out. I love Excel. I use it for work all the time. But yeah. I can find out the average of my sales, which I think I should really do. Okay. So my most popular sticker is actually my Fennec Fox. Okay. So, I have it. No, not that one. This one. Okay. 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 No, this isn't. This isn't updated. I'm gonna have to explain something real quick. But I've sold uh, nine three-inch stickers and one five-inch sticker. So ten stickers. But but that. Yeah, but. For for your most popular sticker. 
Well, that's... Okay, no, that that's not accurate. Okay, if I go back, my rainbow trout sticker, even though it's... I don't know, I'd have to do the math, but I ha I've sold five one-inch, five two-inch, one three-inch, two four-inch, two five-inch, and four eight-inch stickers. How many is so that? I, feel like, I didn't count. Uh, I didn't count either. <laughs> I can do the, the math real quick. As 19 stickers. 19 oh, stickers. Ooh, big difference. Big difference. Big difference. So that so that yeah, that's yeah. actually that's actually a better selling sticker. Even it is, different sizes. But yeah, ten of them were for one person who bought them in one and two inch stickers, which is mm. definitely going to change the cost. Now another thing that I did was, um, did you see my vulture stickers? Not the, enough the, to the be able birds. to like reference them. Okay, so th I did three vulture stickers for uh, one person. He wanted three designs. It was for a vulture um, conservation fundraiser that they were having. They do them every year, and he was reaching out to artists, and he saw my stickers, and he was like, "Can you can you get me three designs, and give me fifth? Uh, he, I think he w originally wanted. What do you want? Uh." I think he wanted 200, 300 stickers of those three designs, so 100 of each. Wow. And the price I quoted him, because it's only three designs, so that will take a bit of time. But then once the, that work is done, it's just the cost of materials and shipping where the, the, the big cost comes from. I and and, and with, I mean labor to do all those things, to like ship and print and all that. And that's the thing was – that's something I haven't. I actually haven't considered. Is Tamer did all of that, right. and she never once asked for a portion of any of it. Yeah, that's as awesome. Much as that's I amazing. To give that's it to so her. generous. Yeah, I know. I was like, please let me help you out. She's like, no. I said I was going to do this. You don't have to worry about it. So that's something that I, now I have to kind of take on. Right. But the price we we I I wanted to settle on was five hundred, for for all three designs and three hundred stickers, which technically is is ten dollars. Definitely not ten dollars a sticker, but it covered all the work that I put in and it was going towards a fundraiser. So it was like, yeah, like I, I wanted to be, be generous to an extent, yeah. but that was way off of his budget. He, cause he buys art um, from these, from these artists and they bought like over 200 pieces of art. So he was like, I can't, I can't do all that. And what he was going to do was include a sticker in everybody's purchase, in everybody's um, like winnings. If they, if they got their raffle call. Yeah. So we settled for 150 stickers no, I'm sorry. 50 stickers total. Uh, so like, I think it was like 17, 17, and 18 or something like that. Plus, I designed their Instagram logo, Instagram and Facebook lo logo. You can see that as well for just 150. Okay. So still covered a little bit of the design work, but then it's basically that'd be like $50 of design plus the free stickers and a free logo. So it's like still not that much. For sure. That's sure. like my biggest order is at $150. Okay. So. okay. so this this is transitioning really well into one of the parts that I was most curious about, which is that like, do you have a, a, a place where you are um, like sort of col <laughs> collecting customers is, 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 the, is the best way that I can think to put it. Like, do you have a place where like at any time you can like reach out? to your customers and be like, hey, everybody, like, here's what I'm doing. Uh, not personally. Like, I do definitely have my Instagram and, and Facebook pages where I, I haven't shared it. I haven't made anything in a while, so I haven't gotten a lot of um, uh, a lot of traffic. Yeah. Um, but 
where I got most of my um, orders originally uh, was right when COVID hit and I lost my job. I, I shared that I was making stickers to help right. out um, on a zoo creepers, zookeepers page called Zoo Creepers. Okay. Um, and normally that, that kind of post wasn't allowed, but they were like, okay, we understand, you know, everyone's kind of struggling right now. Yeah. And I got so many messages. Yeah. Um, after sharing a couple pieces and, and sharing my prices and stuff, I got so many people in the same field that were interested. And so I think that really helped. Yeah. I think I made a total, I think without this person, this, um, $150 purchase, I think, uh, I could total it right now, but probably two fifty, three hundred dollars okay just from that okay so here, here's where i'm gonna start here's here's sort of like my first like official official piece of advice okay. is create a home for your content okay um regardless of if you're a content creator or not which in your case you are and your stream is a big asset that you can sort of like use to continue to create this home whatever whatever that space is whether it's like a facebook group a Discord, um, uh, a newsletter, whatever, whatever that space is, create a home where at any time, just like, just like you see, I, I actually, I sort of have like, I, I've sort of created like as many as I possibly can. Um, at any time, I can be like, hey, everybody, here's what I'm doing. Don't you want to engage with it? I think you need a place like that um, because the 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 most important the like the hardest part of being an artist or a content creator or whatever content creators are artists hardest part about being an artist is the lack of consistency the lack of like oh, yeah. consistent income right and so the way that you sort of like uh fight against that is by creating that for yourself and patreon is a is a, is a great example of, of a way to do that because it's a subscription platform but yeah. Even without that, before before we even get to that, um, just creating a space where you can reach out to past customers to say, hey, past customer who bought my stuff before, uh, I'm making more stuff. Would you like some more? Because in any business, acquisition is the hardest part. And it's the part that you have to invest the most resources into is, is getting new people in. Like all websites do this. All websites, they're like number one thing that they're always trying to do is get new people in because it's so heckin' hard. Right. So what right now what's happening for you is like you're you're getting these new customers, but then they have nowhere to sort of stay so that you can continue to to access them. And it and it and it's it, it it's making it it's making it harder for you essentially. So that would be my first piece of advice. Create a home, whatever, whatever feels comfortable for you. Uh, Facebook group, Discord, etc. Create a home for your content. And again, you don't have to. You, I mean, you can if you want, but you don't have to because I'm going to send all this to you after. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so create a home for your content. Uh, next, before before we talk about anything else, uh, if if there's if there's one thing that I want you to like take away from this discussion, it's to check out Eyes of Ashes. And this is not just me selling out Eyes of Ashes. I love Eyes of Ashes. Uh -huh. And I will absolutely sell her out. But uh, the reason that I am saying check out Eyes of Ashes is because she has like a lot. Her, her stream? Mm, her everything. Okay. Because because you and her have a lot of parallels. Um, you are both you are both amazing artists. You are both gamer girls. Um, and uh, and 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 this like this is how she makes a living. 
is by by doing her art and she has done incredible job her home that she's made for her content again she's made multiple but i think that even she would agree that her sort of main hub is her discord and she runs the the best discord i've ever seen it's way it's way 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 better than mine um uh and like regardless of you know like uh regardless of like if if people you know like certain people like it certain people don't the fact is it's very successful so um the other thing is that you had mentioned to me like i'm interested in like set like maybe setting up a patreon or doing something with my patreon but like i don't know like what to offer blah 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 um she has a patreon she's an artist great examples of of um things that that you could offer uh, so check out Eyes of Ashes. One of the other things that I want to talk to you about in terms of your like sticker prices is that, like I said, the regular income is one of the is one of the most important thing for artists to sort of attain, and that's why like streamers push subscriptions so hard is because it it, it it's just like the best way to support content creators. Period. Um, so that being said. Because you don't like to charge a lot, you can use subscriptions as a way to give people discounts to like to charge less while still making it advantageous for you. Because obviously if the income is consistent, it's more valuable than than if it's not. So you charge more when it's not consistent and you charge less when it is. So you could have, for example, a Patreon tier that says, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's $15 a month, but in exchange, you get, I, I don't know, you get like a, you get like a sticker request once every three months or something that like, that I'll do for you. Or like, like Ash has, I think, so I'm, I'm at the $10 tier of her Patreon and she sends out a custom print, uh, that, that she does for everybody each month. Um, but again, like it's not, it's not individual. It's one print for all of her patrons. Um, right. I feel like doing like a custom sticker every three months, depending on how many Patreons I had. Right. Uh, that could get very overwhelming. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And that's great. That's great that you're already thinking about scalability because that's important. Um, so I want to like pause for a second because I have all sorts of things running around in my head, but I want to pause for a second and ask like what what's going on in your head? What 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 are you thinking about right now? Are there any like questions jumping out at you or anything well so like i feel like i'm already kind of halfway there in terms of having a home like i I've, I've definitely wanted to start a discord but i think i was thinking about it in terms of for my stream and mm -hmm. i feel are we gonna get to like my stream absolutely aspect? absolutely because okay, I, I feel like that would probably clear some things up because like i do have a home i do have my Instagram and my Facebook page, they're linked. So anytime I send to one, it goes to the other one. I also have a Twitter as well. I don't even know how to use Twitter. Uh, I don't really get it. I have like 14 followers and they're like just my friends. Mm. But I know that that can be a really big um, help as well because of the whole like retweet aspect. Um, so I'd love to, to invest some more in that. So I feel like and then, like all, like I'm part of Zoo Creepers, uh, and I'm not even a zookeeper anymore. But I know that 
like those are the people that are most interested like i definitely have my friends that are interested but like you see strangers that are like wow i like your art i want to buy it and support you so i'm part of zookeepers uh a page called creeper uh, keeper creations uh you know you're a zookeeper when and like all these different uh, even one that's just for like ecology memes that uh that is a really popular page so it's like i feel like i have a good start on um getting an audience but then yeah keeping that audience it, you know i'd have to divert back to you know, make sure you follow me you know that kind of stuff for sure for sure cool so uh let's talk about your stream for a second so okay. um i think that uh there, there's a there's a few things here but the but the one the one that i that i really want to touch on this this question always comes up in like every every interview i do is like in terms of all of this, everything that we're talking about, your stream, your your sticker business, your art, just everything, like what does what does a sort of like ideal situation look like for you? Where, where let's say let's say like you achieve all your goals, you, you like you get to where you want to be. Where, what does that look like as a as an artist content creator for you? Um, you know, I don't know if I'd ever want to be an artist full time, Okay. like, like be making so much that, you know, I could quit my job and stuff. Cause I know that, I guess, depending on the person, but I know that that can kind of, um, uh, spoil the passion mm -hmm. for making art is when you have to start making it as a, as, um, a career. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I think one reason why I didn't like to, I didn't want to charge too much of my prices was because I wasn't. Uh, until the, that whole COVID situation, I wasn't really making art for the sake of making money. I was making art because I liked making the stickers, first off. I made them uh, because of uh, an art challenge that Tamer did, and uh, I had made a random draft sticker design, not expecting to have a design of uh, an actual sticker business because of it, but it kind of just, like, like sparked the passion for it. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, I I just liked making stickers and, and having my art out there. And if it got back to people wanting to buy my art, then that was like a side success, you yeah. know. So yeah. it's like I just like making art just to make art and like get my name out there, but not not for the sake of being rich from it. For sure, for sure. So, um... hold on, hold on. Bert's miss uh, yelling at me. Okay. Yes. everything okay yeah we got an air fryer so he asked if i wanted pizza rolls oh yummy <laughs> we haven't tried we haven't tried the air fryer yet so i'm very excited pizza rolls <laughs> in the air fryer are they like yeah, homemade healthy. pizza rolls nope it's totino's okay okay all right Ooh, that's cool um <laughs> yeah, hopefully they taste good okay so uh here here's here's where we really get into the like nitty-gritty therapy part which is that <laughs> We had sort of stumbled upon in our discussion together in Discord before we decided to do the interview that a large, well, maybe not a large, but a, a, at least a piece of this, there's some piece of this that has to do with uh, confidence. Some piece of this that has to do with like, well, like, like the, the artists that charge a lot, like they're, you know, they're on like a different level, but like Pyro okay i can't tell that that's not a photograph like yeah 
like I, I I just I just want you to recognize that you are an incredible artist. Like you do incredible work. And as an incredible artist, regardless of if you want to get rich off of it or not, you deserve to be compensated for that, you know? And there are different ways to do that. Like uh like there are amazing, amazing street musicians that play for everyone to hear for free. And and the the way that they make their money is by people who are generous who come along and say, "You know what? This is worth an incredible amount of money. I'm going to I'm going to compensate you for it because you deserve it." So like there's different ways to go about it. That, and then, you know, there are like uh, you know, Elton Johns or whatever that hold the host like huge concerts and sell billions of records and all that sort of thing. So like there are different ways to go about it, but the point is that Money is not just like uh, money has a really bad stigma in our society of like it's you know it's it's just something to like get power or it's something to like you know you're greedy if you get a lot of money like money is not just that money is a symbol in our society for value it's saying hey so that we don't have to go through the rigmarole of saying like okay like what is this worth wait, for wait through the through the what rigmarole I've never heard of that. <laughs> through the through the like through the all the all the complicatedness of saying like okay like what is this worth to you? Okay, well I don't have that, so I'll go to somebody else and get this to get that so that we don't have to go through all that. We just say, okay, this is worth this much. We all agree that this is worth this much. So, here's this. So, when you make money off of your art, it's not just like you like getting rich off of it. It's also somebody saying like hey i really think that your art has value and i'm showing it through money because that's a really good way to show it yeah um and i think that there are things i'm gonna write this one down for you there are things you you had talked about like well i just like doing it for exposure like i think exposure is really important and it is because like um What's called, I, I learned this term from Devin Nash, who I'm obsessed with. You'll hear me talk about him nonstop. Um, there's a term called earned media, which it, there, there, there's, there's two terms. There's paid media and earned media. Paid media is running ads and things like that. Earned media is just organic, people finding you organically or you, you, know, you reaching out to people organically. Um, and that can be incredibly valuable because obviously if, you, if somebody is paying you a bunch of money but they are the only person that you have eventually they're gonna like run dry right um whereas if, if, if you know the the more you can get your name out there but there are certain things that i think are better to use for that to to sort of like trade for exposure and then there are certain things that i think are better to trade for um, money. And I think that your art is definitely something that you should trade for money, not exposure. Cause you can't, you can't pay the bills with exposure. Right. Um, what I do think are great things to trade for exposure are things like education assets. So like, like if you, if you started making like art tutorials or like doing art tutorials on your stream, I think that that would be great as, as a, as a free asset for people. 
um, um, resources. So like, um, can you write these down? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay. So, uh, things to th hold on things <laughs> to trade for exposure. Um, so, uh, like, uh, art tutorial, I'll just say educational resources or education, okay. uh, like art tutorials, uh, uh, and then, um, uh, resources like uh, like if you if you w one one of the one of the things that we had talked about previously is that for your brand one of the things that I saw that that that, that I sort of thought of that I was really excited about um, as sort of like a suggestion to offer you was um, you helping to educate people about stigmatized animals that are actually really cool and have lots of really cool things about them, but they never get everyone just like use them because they're kind of scary and like there's a stigma around them in our society. And so if you like put together like a spreadsheet of like, like, hey, here's some animals, here are some like myths about them, and here are like the like debunks to those myths. Like if you put together like a like a uh, an article or or a spreadsheet or whatever, and you just like put that out in the world, I think that's that's an amazing thing to trade for exposure, and it helps to promote your brand. It helps to tell people what you're all about. Um, that kind of a side of that, like that's something I've been wanting to do. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Is um, uh, I've been I've had ideas for like different series of stickers. So like taking the time instead of taking commissions or anything like that, just you know making five to ten stickers of my choice mm -hmm. and having it evolve around a theme. So at first I wanted to do uh, an endangered animal, uh, one for each letter of the alphabet or something. Mm -hmm. So it brings exposure to that animal and why we needed to save it. So yeah. it's bringing in a whole conservation aspect to it. Um, I've wanted to the vulture stickers um, since it was like vulture donation or like a awareness week the one week that i i mm -hmm. made them uh anyone else that buys one of those stickers i donate proceeds toward that toward yep. that so people feel like they're making a difference yep. um, i wanted to do a whole series on like the weird creepy crawlies like just bugs and stuff i haven't done any insects or arthropods and it's something i really really want to yeah. do and then what i what i would do on my instagram when i worked at the center is i'd post pictures of the animals i work with and include um a couple facts about them and it can just kind of brings in some more of that exposure but i feel like i could totally do the same thing with a sticker like have a sticker of a type of tarantula and be like this is this kind of species and they're known for doing this and then it kind of ties into my love for art with my love for animals mm -hmm. and that's something else i want to bring up in, in the whole stream yeah yeah so and i was oh god we're like <laughs> we're connected we're connected in the mind so that that's that that's what i was going to talk about is that um you have without even knowing it i don't think have sort of very clearly defined what your target market is which is great um and the reason that target market is so important is because um a lot of people, when they're first starting out any sort of business, they think like, I need to be able to sell to, I, I need to make my, my product as sellable as possible. It needs to be able to sell to anybody. And that makes sense when you say it like that. 
but it's actually wrong. <laughs> it actually doesn't work. When you it's first very hard to sell to everyone. Exactly. When you first start out, you want to sell to as specific a market as possible so that that market floods you. So that, that market just starts buying up all your stuff like crazy and then from there you can expand out. So your target market is heckin' animal geeks, is heckin' like zookeepers and like like all that jet like like just and and you're already doing a great job of like getting like Facebook groups and like like networking with those people. So now what you want to do is you want to like you know without being gross or sleazy about it is you want to start taking all of those people from all those different places, your job, the Facebook groups, grabbing all those people and putting them into whatever home you're building, which your Discord could be a great place for. And in terms of incorporating it with your stream, you also like playing video games. Um, but one of the things that streamers are just naturals at, like, like charity industries cannot believe how well streamers raise money for charity because they yeah. they're just it just it just like games done quick is insane it's absolutely oh, insane yeah. and and it just it's just sort of it just sort of seems effortless to streamers like they just do it um so i think that it's a it's a it's a perfect way to sort of integrate the two is you play video games but to raise money for animals and so then what happens is all of a sudden all of those people it's called your passive audience so the, the idea is, again, this is Devin Nash, um, the idea is that the people who are actually watching you are actually only a tiny, tiny portion of your audience, your active, your active audience, okay? Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are going to be there no matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. They just love you and they will be there for you no matter what. And they're great. And we love those people. And then there's your passive audience. And there's probably like actually a few layers of this, but to make it simple, we'll just say two. Um, then there's your passive audience, which is people that know about your content and are ready to engage in your content when something interesting enough comes around. So the idea is... Like a charity. Right, exactly. So the right. idea is when you're like playing video games or whatever, all of the all of your passive audience is like, eh, I don't need to check that out. She's just playing video games, whatever. But then when you do like a charity stream for animals, all of a sudden you activate that passive audience and and you and you start to grow. You start to see growth. Um, and the idea is to sort of like try to retain as many of those people as you can. Um, so, uh, like, you sort of have to you sort of have to trick people into thinking. Um, like they they, 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 they they see you playing video games and they're like, eh, I'm not gonna be interested in that. That's not gonna be that entertaining. But then when they when they're activated by whatever event you're doing or whatever, they come into your stream and they're like, Oh, huh. This is still really entertaining, even without the animal stuff. I don't even need it. I just like being here. And then they stick around. And that's that's that that's how that's how you funnel people into your into your community. Yeah. So, um so I'm gonna write this down. Charity, uh you use Use animal charity to integrate animal geeks into streaming community. And also... And, go ahead. No, no, continue. Don't lose your train of thought. No, you first. You first. I've been talking okay. for forever. No, no, I was just going to say, like, do you think if... Okay, so kind of back to streaming, and I know we'll get to it later on, but, like, mm -mm. since we're talking about battle right good. now. It's um, good. Uh, oh, shoot. shoot what did oh, no! <laughs> I was just thinking how to phrase it. So, okay. My stream, like I know you, I, I I watched your interview with um is Adge. it Hatchmas? Uh, okay, so 
steak was like it's adj mass i was like i don't think that's correct i don't i mean that's his, how, his, that is. his actual name is aj and he goes okay. by adj mass like like adjective and then mass okay, okay adj yeah. mass adj mass that's what, how, what i would have said but snake was like no it's adj mass i'm like that sounds way too complicated <laughs> but i was watching your interview with him and i know you you tend to start when you talk about streaming you talk about like your like your goals of your stream like mm-hmm. just kind of your your basic goals and i was like i was thinking like is this what the interview is going to be like so i was thinking about all my answers as stream related stuff um and then we haven't talked about stream at all you're like i wasn't prepared for this and now i'm forgetting what i wanted to ask um but so i've been thinking about like what my goals for stream are and like i i don't know if i want to keep video games as as like a priority Mm -hmm. like i would love to do more um art streams of course Mm -hmm. and being able to just do like just chatting streams where we just talk about like animals and like ecology and stuff and it becomes more of an like educational thing i feel like that's like what i would love to do is because i being a zookeeper in the past and and just having a love for for education being able to like just teach people about animals just makes me so happy and i would love to keep that as part of stream so my question is do you think personally Twitch is an okay place to do that because I know Twitch is very gamer based. So it's it's a slightly complicated answer, but first of all, it's a fantastic instinct. It's great that you that you have that instinct, and the reason why is because if you are looking to grow on Twitch, um, which sounds like you are, if you are looking to grow on Twitch, you cannot just stream on Twitch. It won't work. You will fail. Um, you cannot just stream on Twitch. Uh, what, again, this is Devin Nash. What you, what you, I don't know who he is. I'll have to look him up. He's incredible. (laughs) Incredible asset. I've learned, I've like, I've grown so much just in the past couple of months, just from watching his stuff. Um, uh, what you have to do is, and this is true for branding in general, uh, is you can't just like, start your stream and we talked about this a little bit during one of my streams you can't just like start your stream and play video games um you actually have to sort of build a cult you have to build you have to build like (laughs) you have to build a belief system around what you're doing that people can rally behind because again that like ultimately that's what's gonna that's what's gonna activate people that's what's gonna like keep people around that's what's gonna keep people engaged um it's it's basically what everyone else has said you know you have to build a community right right and that that community is centered around an idea um or or ideas beliefs uh a belief system so what you do is you 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 have that on your stream and it's sort of on on stream because it's live just the nature of it it's sort of like spaced out it's sort of here and there and it's it's a little it's a little unfocused because it's not um it's not like processed you know like it's raw it's not like a refined product Mm -hmm. um so then what you do is you start like a youtube or a blog do a youtube um and a blog because you'll have a patreon but but youtube is probably the most important one and you take the different parts that were unrefined on your stream and you sort of collect them together and you make them a refined product on YouTube. And, and, and that's what your YouTube is for. Your YouTube is for showing that 
exactly what your message is to everybody Mm -hmm. um in a in a in a more distilled refined way than you can on your stream so like a four or five hour streaming period exactly it's like clips basically right right and so and so what what you're talking about is perfect because one talking about animals on twitch is not something that's done a lot and uh a, a fantastic quote that is not by Devin Nash, but I heard it from Devin Nash. Oh darn! Is, I don't want to uh, hear it then. <laughs> I know. I, if it's not by Devin Nash, it's not even worth <laughs> it. But he says it all the time. Uh, okay. Is that if you want to be an anomaly, you have to act like one. And in order to be successful in in um, in this industry, because it is so competitive and so saturated, you have to be an anomaly. You have to be different. So the fact that you want to talk about animals and that's not something that's done a whole lot on Twitch is actually a great thing. Um, and then the, the really important piece is that you make sure that you take that narrative and you distill it and, and, and show it off beautifully over on your YouTube and your blog and whatever other platforms that you can, because the, the, the reason that it's so important to, to do it on other platforms and not Twitch is because Twitch is not a discoverability platform. Um, neither is Patreon. Uh, so the, the, the distinction is... Uh, I, I like illustrating it with Patreon because it, it just seems a little bit easier. Um, with Patreon, Patreon is a place to go with a community that you already have and, and sort of activate that community in, into like monetizing your content essentially and creating like a membership platform. Um, it is not a place like YouTube or Twitter where you're able really to get discovered. Like you can't, you can't like go on Patreon, like build a career. Hold on. What? Okay. You all good? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He said they're very crunchy and very hot. Oh, good. Good. Uh, so, uh, so build your brand on discoverability platforms. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I have that Twitter. Mainly YouTube. uh, also, twi- Twitter Twitter is a really good one. Twitter is a really good one, um, especially for streamers. Okay. You already have, and, and, and it's good that you have this because a lot of streamers are sleeping on this. You already have a Facebook that it seems like you're, you're fairly active on. Like you're fairly, uh, you actually do stuff with it and you actually have like friends and family and stuff. And yeah, I think on my Facebook, so my Instagram, I think I have over 400 followers. My Facebook, I have... You have more Instagram followers than I do. It's been around for a while. Oh, oh my gosh. My Inst- my Facebook, I have 328 people that yeah. like it, but I have 335 people that follow it. So somehow an extra seven people still follow it, but they haven't liked it, so... I feel like I'm doing okay on that. Totally. Uh, and one one thing I like about Facebook, I don't know, because you're pretty new to having a Facebook page for your. I mean, I've had many Facebook pages. I've just deleted most of them. But go ahead. Okay. But one thing I like about having a Facebook page that's as a business page and not just like your own personal uh, account is how it includes um, how many people a post has reached, how many engagements it's had. Um, There's like all these like extra stats that you can use to to see how it's doing. And I love that aspect. Like I have had a 395% uptake in reaching people in just the last month or so, probably because of my post about um, 
doing art for the holidays and stuff. So I, yeah. I like being able to see that because it gives you instant gratification knowing that your posts are getting seen. Yeah. Um, but then you can kind of work from there. Kind of like what Twitch does. Like when you finish streaming, you can see like all your little stats. And stuff. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm a total stat slut as well. So I totally I like it a lot. Yep. <laughs> I totally relate to that. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, uh, and don't undermine your personal Facebook. Like don't like, don't like throw that away because when you're first starting out, like you are, uh, your family and friends are the first people who are really going to engage with your okay. content. So don't, don't be shy about reaching out to them and being like, Hey, like I'm trying to get this thing started. Like if you could just like, you know, like, like for, like for streaming, if you could just like open a window and just leave it up, that would help me out tremendously. You can, you can like mute it or whatever. Um, but it, but it would, it would really help me out if you would do that. Um, and, uh, and, and be, because, because you already have that sort of Facebook community, it's, it's a good place to tap. I, I don't really have that because I never had personal social networks. The only reason I ever used social networks was for stream. I never had personal social networks before that. Um, which is kind of a bummer, but also like I kind of like feel cool and like hipstery because of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I never had a MySpace account. <laughs> oh, I had a my. I did have a MySpace. I loved MySpace, and then it got lame, and oh, okay. just turned into Facebook, and then I was done with it. And then Facebook yeah. was terrible. I hate. I've always hated Facebook. Facebook. Facebook's okay. <laughs> I just see ad after ad now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the, 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 there's a lot here, but the big takeaways that I want you to look at here and, and we can, we it, like, if you want to talk about more stuff, we totally can. I just like, I'm, I'm sort of summarizing for myself so I can see what we have here. The big takeaways are create a home for your content, um, uh, that, that, you know, you can regularly reach out to people, check out eyes of ashes. And check out the the path that she's taken because she's going to give you ideas for how to build that home. She's the I, I I've never seen anyone else do it like her. It's incredible. Um, uh, she's going to give you ideas for how to build that home. She's going to give you ideas for how to build your Patreon. One thing that I would say that Eyes of Ashes doesn't do that I think that you should do, um, just because it's different markets, slightly different markets, is um, use your use your Patreon uh, more like a blog. Um, Eyes of Ashes just sort of like posts her art up there all the time, which is great. But for you, you have this, you have this, um, you have this whole piece about, you know, like normalizing stigmatized animals and things like that. And so it's a great place to, to write about that and just get your, your thought, thoughts out about that. Um, okay. So create content, check out Eyes of Ashes. Uh, I think I think the, those are like the biggest two points. I have other notes here of like details about that, but I think that if you just do those two things and sort of like take action based on like what what you what you learn from Eyes of Ashes, and if you have any questions about it, let me know. Um, I think I think that you'll you'll really see an an uptick in your in your business, and I think that you'll be able to start like making it more of like a consistent business rather than like oh i sell stickers sometimes you know yeah i do have an etsy too that i've been wanting to do and that'll kind of bring it back into like homemade supporting local artist stuff what eyes of ashes also has an etsy there you go well i've had mine i just haven't used it in a while yeah um but i feel like it's an, another really good way to um kind of get your name there 
absolutely absolutely it's a great marketplace great marketplace um any other questions anything anything that we didn't talk that you really want to talk about yes okay um and it kind of goes back to the why we're doing this um back to like the sticker business itself and like my prices and stuff yeah so like can you understand why i was hesitant to towards what amanda was saying about charging so much about so much for my prices um for like okay i get the whole like doing a custom design i feel like that should definitely um be charged higher because it's you know it's putting in that much more work for a sticker that's not going to sell very well but like what if i back to like that whole like if someone's just asking for a shark sticker and i just happen to i just make a shark sticker and then they buy it but then 10 other people buy it like do you like am i supposed to charge 20 to 30 dollars a sticker because that's what she's making it sound like it should be and that's not something that i wanted to, to do but like you don't know how much a sticker is going to sell like per like you don't know how many people are going to buy a sticker until it actually sells so how can i charge a certain price you know one of the reasons that i that i focused on sort of like the like structuring of your business bef- before we got to this is because I think that it's going to get a lot easier when your business has more of a structure. Right now, because it's very sort of like free form and sort of like in the ethos, it is much harder. But once you, and I mean, you already have, you already have some stats, which is really good. Um, but the more information that you can get, the more informed of a decision you'll be able to make. So like, for instance, Amazon will take products that it sees are selling super well and Amazon has talked about this publicly, it's ridiculous. Um, they'll take products that they see are selling really well, and then they will list their product right under it and purposefully list it for just a little bit less because they know that people are just gonna buy that and they're gonna they're gonna undersell their competition and they're gonna like wipe out the competition and take over the world. Um, so that being said, the, the point of saying that is that uh, the more data you have, the the more informed of a decision you're going to be able to make about what to list your stickers for. Right now, it seems like you're probably selling like what, like five to twenty stickers per sticker. Does that sound right, ish? Five to twenty per sticker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. So that. I would say you price it. You price it at assuming that you're going to sell an average of 10 stickers some you might take a some you might take a a loss on some you might make a little a little bit extra on and you you price it based on how many stickers on average you think you'll sell so if you're going to sell uh 10 stickers and uh and you think that a a good number is like 30 dollars an hour and it takes you 10 hours then that that whatever that math is that I, i just blanked on what the three hundred dollar one? So if it's if it's uh if if you should if you should be oh yeah so okay so it'd be it'd be three hundred dollars uh total right that you would charge for your for your sticker creation process and so then uh if 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 you divide that by ten is that right it'd be thirty dollars per sticker is that right did I do yeah, that right because it's, it's ten hours ten hours $30 an hour thirty dollars an hour. $300 total, $30 you sell about $30 a sticker. But do you think people are actually going to buy that? Because that's not, like, people don't buy stickers for, 
I mean, they buy it because they're cute and all, but they buy it because they're affordable. They buy so, stickers because they're affordable. Hmm. Like it's a, it's a. I mean, yeah, kind of like my like my zookeepers, you know, who also make, you know, between seven and thirteen zookeepers who make an crap money, which is exactly, your target market. Exactly. At least for now, it's like being able to that, that's why they'll be able to buy several stickers for their whole family or for their zookeeper friends because they know that they're affordable but if i charge 30 dollars an hour and that's either going to lose a customer or i'm only going to sell one sticker instead of this can't be right i'm in. doing my math wrong i'm I'm, I'm i'm doing my math wrong i know i'm doing my math so. wrong <laughs> no i know i'm doing my math wrong because if you're charging 30 dollars an hour and you're going to sell we're doing it backwards if you're charging $30 an hour and you're going to sell 10 stickers, it's $3 a sticker. Because then... Know, we said it would take 10 hours, though. So that goes back... So it brings oh. it up to a $300 order. And then to sell 10 stickers would be $30 a sticker. You're right. We were right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So... So it's like, I just don't... Like, yes, I would love to, to be able to make more money if it's warranted but at the same time it's like a ten dollar sticker is not that cheap compared to what i've seen on like i've gone to etsy and i looked up sticker prices and for the same price or, the, or for the same size of decent quality people will sell for like five or six bucks or even even cheaper like the the sticker sheets of like 10 stickers for like five bucks so it's like i feel like yes it takes me a while to make these pieces of art but like I'm, I feel like the price is more not totally accurately representing that. But so ten dollars a sticker. I'm losing my confidence. <laughs> so ten dollars a sticker, and you sell an average of ten stickers. You make a hundred dollars for about ten hours worth of work. Yeah, you're, so ten dollars an hour. So you're making ten dollars an hour in California. Like, like I know that's not affordable, but I feel like bumping it up to, to three times that amount sure. is also not sure realistic. yeah we might we might we might we might be able to settle somewhere in the middle because i i i think there's, there's a couple of different options the first is finding sort of like a middle ground of like what you think people will buy and what you're willing to accept and then the other option is like maybe stickers aren't the best option like i can tell you because basically what you're selling is merch you're and, and I can tell you that the best-selling pieces of merchandise, just statistically, are mugs and T-shirts. Um, because people love drinking coffee and then T-shirts just because, like, people... I don't know. I don't know why people like T-shirts, but they like T-shirts. Um, so, uh, so maybe, you know, because, like, if you sell, if it, like, on, uh, on Teespring, a T-shirt runs for, like, $24.99, I think. Um, and so then, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just like asking, asking yourself, like, what's better? Is it better to sort of like find a middle ground or is it better to like, maybe, maybe stickers aren't, aren't the best option of, of things that I could sell? Well, don't tell me that. Cause I just bought a sticker cutting machine. You just bought stickers. So we're definitely, we're definitely <laughs> selling, definitely selling stickers. Definitely, yes. definitely selling stickers. So then... Go ahead. Here's an idea I, I kind of just randomly had. I know, like, I'd, I'd probably still have to change the prices in general, but what if I almost stop 
offering to sell them at smaller prices, at smaller sizes, aka smaller prices, then at least it would, like, if someone requests a sticker, but then they only request a three-inch sticker, which I sell for six dollars, then that's even less money. But if I don't even offer to sell them at a smaller size, then they have no choice but to order the bigger one and spend more. I don't know. That seems like a good idea. That seems like a good idea. It's yeah, like tough. Rain- yeah, like Be- the rainbow trout sticker that I sold nineteen of. Ten of those were two inches and under, which is hella cheap. That's like almost like ten bucks just total. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's even less. So, um, the financial guy that I really like, his name is Ramit. It's not Devin Nash. Um, uh, he talks about how there's sort of like three ways that you can like choose prices. One is to look at what everyone else is doing. Two is to take like the ideal number that you would want to be making per year and chop two zeros off of it. Uh, and that's your hourly rate. Or three, and this is this is the one that I think might be interesting for you, is to look at your, uh, what's the word? Uh... Oh, I can't think of the word. It, this is not the right word, but I think it'll get the point across. Like your begrudgment rate, which is like at what what rate uh, uh, hourly or like how much how much would it be you making that you would that you would feel bitter about making your art for that little money? And then and then and then you double it is is basically what he talks about. Okay. So Think about, th- for yourself, just think about if I were making this little for every sticker that I made, what, what, is, what is the lowest number that I would be okay with? And then whatever that is, double it. And that, that y- you, you could try that as your rate. Um, because okay. like starting out, it is going to be harder because the cool, thing about, the cool thing about stickers is that like you said, you can make multiple of them. You only have to put in that hourly work once. Mm-hmm. So uh, once you once you grow your audience and you can start selling these more regularly, you can start making more money. So like when you're selling 20 stickers average, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot easier to make your money, like make your make whatever hourly rate you want because you have more more people buying but because you're just starting out and and the number of stickers that you're selling is low it's harder also selling merch is heckin hard i i really struggle selling merch i don't make a lot selling merch it's tough um and we'll see i'm i'm very curious i'm very curious to see what happens in terms of um your monetization uh when you when you start streaming on twitch because i think that if you choose to I should I should include this. If you choose to, I think a really good route for you to go is to start making emotes. Start making oh, yeah. emotes. Oh uh, yeah, that's something I've been wanting to do. Like I Did you see my jumping spider emote that yeah. I made for my own channel? Yeah, I did that on stream already and it was something that I was even uh, almost inspired to turn into a sticker and that's one thing. Yeah, yeah, I would totally love to do emotes whether it was yeah. for myself or for fellow friends, things like that because then and this was totally like long term be- because of covid but you know having that now business relationship with other streamers by making their emotes now i can also say hey i'll give you 70 stickers to give to your 
followers and people you meet at TwitchCon or something like that, and then have that whole like side revenue way off in the future. But totally. I was totally thinking about um, stuff like that. Yeah, and not not only that, not only like that business relationship being able to sort of what I was talking about before, which is like being able to like tap that market again, mm-hmm. but also uh, the fact that from from my experience watching Ash and, and other artists that do emotes for people, it breeds a kind of loyalty that I don't see anywhere else mm-hmm. where um, streamers will come around your streams and hang out and, and participate in your community simply because you made their emotes. Because it's a really big deal. I mean, emotes, emotes are, are a big part of brand identity. So uh, so the the sort of the, the kind of retention that Ash has gotten from people that she has made emotes for, it's a large part of her community. A large part of her community are, are people that she has done art for, and therefore they, they're, they're around and they, they stick around and often contribute very, very generous amounts outside of even the art that they hire her for um so that's a huge asset so i would definitely i would definitely look at starting to make emotes for people and just so you know that little tiny 25 by 25 emote like the going rate for like a lot of professionals is 50 dollars an emote oh wow yeah so you use it literally everywhere right Right. So, Do you know, go ahead. maybe I'll have to I'll have to ask her cuz I think I still follow her on Twitch. Um, what's the best way to find out if people need emotes? Twitter. But like like do you just literally what? just literally just go to Twitter and like type in like uh, like right start 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 like composing a tweet and say like, "Hey, I'm uh, I, I'm an artist." Uh, I'm looking to make some people some emotes. Any Twitch affiliates, you know, in need of some emotes, here's my portfolio. And send, like, a picture of, like, you know, send, send like, a link of, like, uh, d- different different pieces of art that you've done, different, uh, it, sh- show some emotes that you've done, um, and, uh, and I bet you'll get hits. And if you don't, uh, you can, you can just, like, look around, like, search, um, search, like, Twitch emotes on Twitter. And just see, like, I'm sure that there are people on Twitter right now who are like, I need a Twitch artist or emote artist. Is there anyone out there who's willing to, to just know that you're going to get a lot of time wasters. A lot of people are going to be like, I will pay you an exposure because I have 45 followers. And you'll be like, um, actually, tech taught me better than that. I don't pay my bills with exposure. No, no. Um, would you recommend, since we talk about just time wasters, do you, would I get paid first? and then do the emote yeah or do like half now half at the end or no they pay you up front pull pay up front okay yeah i would love to do emotes um one thing that has always kind of scared me about doing that and doing more um i guess like commissions that are not that i guess wouldn't be deemed as um as taking so much time as these current animal stickers are taking Mm. um is like i'm always all about the realistic style Mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't want to be like i would love to do more what eyes of ashes does what a couple i don't remember like cuddle cuddles um styles like all of those twitch artists who have a style to them that doesn't have to be a 10 hour 
sketch yeah. you know like what mine ends up being and i feel like that can sometimes feel limiting because like i would love to do emotes and have a um, a twitch stream where uh, i draw like I, there's this girl i follow her name is wanderpuss mm. on twitch and she does um for she does raffles quite often and then she'll do sub streams as well and if you win the raffle for for saying something in chat she'll draw your final fantasy character dnd character whatever um in i don't know 45 minutes or so and it's like i wish i could do something like that but i haven't really developed a style that's not not simplified but definitely wouldn't take as long as it does to make these stickers and i feel like that's something i definitely want to work on yeah i mean it sounds it sounds like you already have a sort of like the the idea of it in your head which is that it sounds like a great a great path for growth because i think that the easiest the easiest ways to grow are to sort of like take things that we already know and are comfortable with and just branch out a little bit because as humans we don't like huge changes we like we like subtle changes so if like if you're an artist and all of a sudden somebody is asking you to learn about construction work like you're just gonna be like what What? (laughs) but like if you're a really amazing artist which you are and you're just looking for like a more like chibi sort of like simplified style it's a great it seems like a great path a great a great uh, place to to learn and grow and that's one of the things that i love so much and why i'm like so heckin passionate about content creation is that one it is just a playground of like i can do anything i want i can experiment with anything i want and just see what happens and it actually sort of requires if you want to be successful it requires you to constantly learn and grow and innovate whereas some jobs you know like a lot of nine to fives like you can sit there for 40 years and press buttons on a keyboard every day and then you retire and then you die and then your life's over you know but like (laughs) no i mean like and and that uh, like i would be absolutely miserable in that but for some people that's the kind of life that they want to live and that's fine that's great it's just not for me and i so 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 yeah so so i i really sort of get excited about the idea of like like you saying like like hey here's something that i'm not super strong at but i'm really interested in i'm like yes go for it do it go learn Sounds amazing. I mean, and you and you know me, and I still live by it today. Like I am a jack of all trades. Yeah. Like yes, I changed my hot's name to just Pyrofreeze instead of Jote, but, right. but I'm still a jack of all trades. Like I I don't want to do all stickers. I bought a freaking just because I was so interested in it. I bought a uh, a word a, a pyrography pen to burn into wood, mm-hmm. and I would love to branch out and do first off traditional art like action an actual piece of art that i can't just make a copy of right. um and have that be something on the side that i can sell for a little bit extra and then make these really amazing pieces of art and then also do my traditional art and then also i i wish i could sew and i wish i could like i always want to learn how to do everything yeah and it's amazing to have that drive it's also super overwhelming um same it kind of goes back to like streaming like yes i love playing video games but i also love animals and i love talking about them i also love making art it's like what do i want to base my stream on because i have all these different passions yeah so it can get overwhelming yeah and i think that a lot of the time uh people people sort of uh like want to be the expert in in one thing 
and they miss the opportunity to be the expert in the fusion of those things. So I think that you have a really unique opportunity where, like, like, like for instance, like Ramit, the reason that I'm so attracted to him, the reason that I that I've like bought his book and engaged in his content so much, is because he's not just a money guy, which I hate money guys, they're gross. He's a money and psychology guy. Like that's his whole brand is he combines money and psychology and that's what sold it for me. So for you, combining the idea of animals and video games, and you already have found a way to integrate art into that, it sounds like you've already got it made to me you know like you've already you've already you've already found a way to integrate these things so beautifully and the thing that you are um the thing that you are doing oh oh the 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 thing that i noticed and what you were talking about of like i want to do all these things is that they were all artistic related and that's totally fine again when you check out eyes of ashes you'll see that on her etsy she makes all sorts of different crafts she makes like little like miniature clay things she makes she makes drawings she makes prints she makes just all sorts of different stuff um and she does great she makes a living off of it um so it's totally it's totally doable um and i i think just like don't don't limit yourself and then don't overwhelm yourself, you know, just like take take one thing at a time, say like, okay, I'm going to learn this new thing. And that might even be a fun way to, to uh, like, make uh, events out of your community. Like, okay, like this month, I'm working on making woodwork or you know like fire fire pen pyro, pyro doing pens glass blowing this i'm month. Do, i'm doing glass blowing this month and that might be <laughs> heckin fascinating and you might like do a glass a horrible horrible glass blowing of some like wolf or something and you'll be like you know it's not good but i tried it <laughs> it it's a wolf it's an animal and i tried glass blowing and i'm putting this up on etsy and when i'm famous you're gonna want this crappy little wolf, so buy it now, and then, and then, you make lots of money. Yeah, there, there we go. Story sold. Yeah. One thing that, back to feeling overwhelmed by it, um, is. Oh shoot. Give me two seconds. Oh, um, we talked about it earlier. Kind of when I first came back to stream, um, it was in Twitch chat, talking about like rebranding, mm -hmm. and and we were talking about possibly like changing my name and stuff like that and having like a whole, um, almost like a theme to my channel. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because I want so many different things and yes, they are mostly artistic, but it'd be very hard to commit to a brand. Like I wouldn't want to name my channel stickers by pyro if I'm going to do more than just stickers. You know? Right. So it'd be, I feel like it'd be, it makes me, um, scared to commit to a brand change or a, just a type of brand since I don't really have, I don't know if I really have a brand yet uh, because I want so many different things. I think you are, you, you, to, to, to me, it doesn't seem like you're that many things. To me, it seems like you're an animal artist that likes playing video games, especially retro video games. So already, just from that description, an animal artist that likes playing retro video games I already see branding for like like some and like this would be a good opportunity for you to like practice some some different art styles um, to make branding assets for your channel 
uh, of like you know some cool. I don't know what your favorite animal is. I keep coming back to wolf just because uh, I don't know why it just spider. pops in my head. Spider. Okay, spider. <laughs> so like some cool like like eight bit spider or something, and you could be like you could be like pyro spider, like spider pyro or something. You would have to experiment with names because you have to like check availability and everything. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like some cool like eight bit thing. So it like has the retro in it. And then an animal, spider, because you heckin' love spiders. And then pyro, because that's, like, part of your identity now, and I totally get that, like, with, with same thing with me with tech. Uh, and, I, like, I think, I think that that would be amazing. And then, you know, regardless of what you're doing, glass blowing or whatever, it's still, you know, spider pyro still is going to work because you're probably going to want to glass blow of... Now, now blowing is starting to sound suggestive. Uh, uh, you're probably going to want to glass blow an elephant or something, you know? Elephants were my first favorite animal. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so I don't think, I don't think it's as, as, as uh, complicated or as, uh, like, all over the place as you think that it is. I think that it's just that you want to express it in a bunch of different ways. Which is actually a good thing, because you're going to need a lot of ways to express it. Um, like, that's why Shakespeare is so powerful and popular, and why he's still around today, is because his his work can be uh, sort of, like, done in so many different ways, because it's so, like, relatable, and there's so many sort of, like, different ways that you can do it and interpret it, that... It makes it interesting because if it was just the exact same show every time, we we would have stopped performing it hundreds of years ago. But because because it has so many different interpretations, so same thing like like uh, you know like animal education and um, and like art are two things that you can you can express in infinite different ways, and that's a good thing. Not not that that's an asset. It's not a it's not a detriment to your brand at all. So yeah, so like heck and go wild, girl. Go like go go make amazing all sorts of different and it's such a it's such an amazing opportunity for you. I'm so excited to see this this idea blossom of like you having a space that its entire purpose is sort of like I said, like a playground. Like it's this it's this space for you to explore all of these artistic endeavors that you've never really had sort of like an audience for because i get it like when i write a when i write a diary i always want to um i i always really immediately want to like go show someone my diary and be like read my diary and they're like that's not what a diary is for i'm like but i need validation (laughs) yeah so so like so like having having a space to like finally do these things and like present these things to the world I think it's going to be so cool because clearly if, if, if these other things are anything like your art or your, what, you know, what you've learned about animals, clearly you are, uh, you do not follow the trope of a jack of all trades that, you know, jack of all trades is like, uh, mediocre at everything and not good at anything because you're an incredible artist and, and the, the amount that you know about animals and how like deep you deeply you've dived into animals is it's extensive. So, uh, I only went to school for it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, so I, I, I think that whatever, whatever you choose to tackle, just if, if past patterns continue, you're going to heck and rocket and make amazing things. Can I ask, since we're talking about, like, 
the branding and everything. Um, it was just a very random idea that I had when, um, and you were there for it when I I hit my 100 followers on mm-hmm. Twitch thanks to Birdie, mm-hmm. you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I to kind of congratulate that it was very spur of the moment. You know, I wasn't gonna do like a 24 hour stream like a lot like what a lot of people do, but instead I bring out my pet snake. Yeah. And I talk about snakes for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it kind of. It, it was a very spur of the moment thing, but I thought it was a really cool idea. Um, and I wanted to do the same thing with one of my spiders. I actually thought about, I was talking about it yesterday in stream. Um, I, I've been wanting to rehouse some of my tarantulas. Mm-hmm. So put them in a new enclosure. And it's terrifying because if they escape, then you're SOL. Um, but it could be really cool too. And I thought it would be so fun to do that on stream mm. and have this whole discussion about tarantulas and spiders in general. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think that's a great idea. Um, I think that if you, if you and you have watched my streams, one of the strengths of my streams is that the gameplay is is really really secondary. Like the highlights of my streams are the like community, the like the the conversations and like community interactions that we have, um, because ultimately that's what people are going to come back for is like 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 you are your stream the video game really doesn't matter because if the video game was the most important part they would just go watch gameplay videos on youtube or whatever like they don't need a streamer to watch a video game they're not there for the video game they're there for you so the more that and and i'm i'm sort of slowly doing this on my own stream the more that you can shift people away from the video game and more toward you the better off you're going to be because there are many 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 streamers that were hugely successful and then their game died and they were forked because they had nothing else the the, their audience was completely dependent upon that game and so when that game died they were done they couldn't do anything they couldn't rebuild their audience so the the more that you can uh shift your audience away from that and pull them in toward you and say like hey you're here for i mean not literally but hey you're here for me uh and and like I'm really the reason why you like enjoy watching this stream and you can show them that trick them into like realizing that the better off you're going to be. Um, and that's a great way to do it is because, because it's already so enthralled. Everybody loves animals like in any movie, even the people that didn't like snakes, they were still like fascinated about it. Totally. I, it's going back to the creepy crawlies things. Like I love being able to educate people about why you don't need to be scared of these animals. And like, Bert's girlfriend, she she cried the first time she heard that I had a snake in the house. She didn't mm-hmm. want to come over. Yeah. And one drunken night, she comes into the room. She's like, Pyro, or I guess I'll just say my name, Alyssa, um, I kind of want to see the ball python. I was like, no way. And we talked for like an hour, and I was showing her pictures of all the snakes that they have in Mexico, which she was scared of. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it totally like changed her output. And then she, or outlook, and then she wanted to hold the snake, and she yeah. did, and she was petting him. And it was like a beautiful moment being able to like totally change someone's fear into just fascination. That's yeah. one thing I really want to do um, with like my community. Yeah. And your your passion for this is going to, is going to heck and light people up. Like, yep. that's what, um, that's a that's a that's a big thing about sort of like a uh, growing community is that your community is is you you are your community so what you get excited about your community is going to get excited about um, and you know there are exceptions to that rule but for the most part it's true 
Um, so, so like, because you're already so passionate about this, it's just such a great, um, it's such a great tool that you're going to be able to use to, to continue to grow and you're going to really enjoy doing it. Okay. One of the things that I thought about while I was paying was that, uh, one, one of the, one of the things that I am just now learning, um, that I think it would have been a lot easier if I had learned earlier on. So I sort of want to share it with you is one of the biggest issues with content creation in today's society is that it's such a popularized thing now that people just want to do it to do it. Like, um, uh, I remember I was talking to a kindergarten teacher at one point and she was telling me she'd been teaching for years and years and years. And she said, back in the day, when we would ask kids what they would want to be, there'd be all sorts of different answers. Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a vet. I want to, you know, whatever. Um, but then in recent years, she said that has shifted to, I ask, and they say, I want to be famous. And I say, well, what do you want to be famous for? And they say, I, I just want to be famous. Like famous is like its own career now. And so the, the concept of that is, uh, the, the term that I've heard used to describe it is like selfish content creation. And I think that you are already sort of um, like naturally uh, uh, swaying, like swaying away from that. But I, th I think that it's still useful to think about whenever you put out content, whether it's like a tweet, a Facebook post, um, an article, whatever you're putting out, YouTube video, uh, always think about what value is this offering to my audience? And there should, there should always be like a useful answer, you know, like if, if you're like, oh, like this really doesn't do anything for my audience. It's just me, whatever. It's just me, whatevering. Um, then don't put it out because it's not worth it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I've, I've really been struggling with that because until just recently, I sort of thought about like, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all is sort of like tools to use to promote the main hub, which was Twitch. And what I learned in the interview with Tavasi actually, is that each of those platforms are content creation platforms in of themselves in and of themselves. And that like blew my mind. And I've been reeling from it ever since. And I'm still working on how the heck to do anything with that. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? Is it bad that I'm reeling from it? No, that you said that each of them is their own kind of content creator. It's not bad. It's just... Uh... It's just a lot harder, at least for me, because instead of thinking about like, okay, like I just use these platforms to promote the main platform, which is sort of a very simple structure. Now I have to think about, okay, like what content am I creating for each platform? Like how am I structuring content for each platform? 
Now, right, like a Patreon has to be different from a YouTube. Otherwise, why would people subscribe? Well, okay. So now th there is one thing here, which is that a lot of people think that in order to, um, that they need to post different things to each platform. And the truth is that that's not true. And the reason why is because, uh, the windows and the audiences, the windows of time that people will see your content and the audiences on those platforms are so different that the likelihood of one person seeing both sets, of the, the same set of content is like nil. It, it's, it's insignificant. So uh, if you are advertising something on a platform, uh, you can advertise, you can basically do the same advertisement on both platforms and it's insignificant the number of people that are gonna they're gonna see the ad on both platforms um that's Devin nash by the way uh uh so yeah so yeah it, it's but but it's it's challenging thinking about like oh god like i'm cre i'm creating i'm 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 not just i'm not just like a i'm not just a twitch streamer i'm not just an artist i'm not just uh whatever I am all of these things. I'm like a Twitterist. I'm an Instagrammer. Twitterist. I'm a, a all, all of these things. And that's that's really sort of mind-boggling and overwhelming. It's a lot of, um, I, I guess some of them aren't as, uh, I don't, don't know if difficult is the right word, but like they each have their own set of responsibilities. Right. Yeah. And, and like figuring out what the heck those responsibilities are is a whole nother thing. Yeah. So anyway, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to, put that in your noggin and maybe you'll end up teaching me stuff about that because boy i struggle with it it's hard it's hard well, what what is it that you're struggling with it's just knowing that there's there's different platforms or knowing 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 what what to what what to put on those platforms like i have you know like i i have my like mission statement i have my things that i'm passionate about i sort of i sort of like have that figured out i have like what what i'm doing down but figuring out how to structure those messages on the different platforms can be really really challenging um like on uh like on most social networks if you include a link in your social network post instagram doesn't even let you but uh for like twitter oh, yeah. if you if you include a link in your social network post it will bear the algorithm will bury your post it it will it really? will it will show it to way less people because twitter wants to keep more people on their site wait wait, wait. i got confused so you post a t twitch link yeah oh, so, oh, oh. Any so link like to twitter, any link to any twitter will hide any link to any external website, Twitter will bury. Ah, uh, okay, because they want to keep people on Twitter. I was getting right. Twitch and Twitter confused. Okay. For sure. Well, that's dumb. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, a lot of uh, – you'll, you'll see, like, a lot of streamers, instead of saying, like, you know, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash tentacletech, they'll say live on Twitch, link in bio, because that's how bad it is that – that it, it's worth making people go the extra step, which is normally a bad idea, because otherwise no one will see it because Twitter buries it. Interesting. I don't have to remember that because I, I, I am trying to get into the habit. I haven't done it in a while, but posting on my Twitter, mm -hmm. even though I only have 14 followers, um, 
but just to get into the habit of doing that. And I would always post uh, my link in my post. And now I need to not. One of the things that I uh, just wrote a Patreon post about, actually, is um, that that concept I was talking to you about, about uh, sort of like creating a narrative out of your stream, like creating creating a content that like a belief system, um, like a consistent belief system in your stream, and then sort of like encapsulating that on YouTube. A cult. Yeah, a cult. That goes for everything that you do. So when you post going live posts on anywhere it should never be and you're actually already you you actually already sort of have a natural gift for this which is great uh and i imagine it's probably because you had parents that were very involved in the education system um like me what do i do uh you already have very good copy which means that when you post a going live post you don't just say hey i'm going live with Team Fortress 2, come watch me. Here's my link. Instead, you say, hey, I'm going live with Team Fortress 2. I'm really excited because I'm trying out this new gun today, and they just added it to the game. I think it's going to be really cool, and you should come check it out, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it. And, like, that is, okay. that, that, that is so much more engaging. And, 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 like, the other post, honestly, isn't even worth posting. It just... It just um, it's the same thing as just posting your link and not posting anything with it it just dilutes dilutes your content it just like like people people see a bunch of going live links and they're like i don't even want to look at this twitter or i don't even want to look at this instagram or whatever so yeah so i'm not doing that right now you do not you do not you you you, i i think i've even like the the last um the last discord message that i sent you like however long ago was like hey yeah i have it right here it was october 29th 2018 2018 was like hey you have really good copy good job keep keep it up by announcements you said they were quality yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i've always tried to do that because whether it's like something new that's happening or like you don't just want to say what what the game is or at least you say the game not just hey i'm live on twitch right um but you want to give people a reason to, to come in today. Like today is different because of this. Yeah. Um, or like when I, when I was finishing up Ocarina of Time and we were voting to see what the next game was going to be like having customer or customer um, uh, audience interaction. You mm-hmm. know, that people always like that. So totally. Yeah. And it, it seems like you already have really good instincts about that sort of thing. Like the fact that you just said giving people a reason to come, that's, I mean, now it sounds suggestive, but that that is that is a concept that a lot of people do not grasp naturally that, that you seem to. So that's great. One thing I was thinking about doing, okay, because I, I, the next thing I want to do, because I, I really do want to keep up with the stream, is um, I, I would love to start building a desktop computer because mm-hmm. I stream on my laptop, and it's not a bad laptop, um, but it definitely has its limitations. Hence, while I've kind of embraced why I've kind of embraced the um, the retro gaming because I know it's it, my computer can handle it and stream at the same time. Right. Um, I, I tried streaming. What did I try streaming? I don't remember, but I, I have tried uh, streaming Planet Zoo in the past and it just lags. And it, that's a game that I uh, I really love and I would love to, to, to play it some more on stream. I just know that I kind of can't at the moment. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I, one idea that I had uh, that I thought would be really cute is um, kind of bringing in 
like uh, hopefully bringing like subscriptions and stuff is uh, giving people the opportunity to help me design an animal habitat for them in Planet Zoo based yeah. off an animal that they pick. Yeah. You know, Planet Zoo, I don't know if you've seen any gameplay of it. It's very uh, detailed and there's so many animals you can pick and like uh, you know, someone that subscribes, alright, pick an animal. Here's the list of animals. Uh, help me build a habitat. And it just kind of makes people like excited and stuff and it goes back into I can start educating about that animal. We're playing a game and then it's getting more uh, viewership. Yeah, so, absolutely. That was a really good idea. Totally. Yeah, and 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 uh, one of the things that like a lot of the big advice, like streaming advice channels, talk about is that they get just like bombarded with emails. It, like it's a very common thing of of new streamers where they get the the people get these emails of new streamers with just like this like laid out plan. Of like here's like everything I'm planning to I have this massive plan to do for my channel and then like the message that the like stream advice person has to write back is like yeah like try I don't know try it you know yeah. uh, so so just um, uh, be, because of because of the nature of content creation it really is sort of a playground like just like go crazy try, try everything uh, what 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 the the one the one thing that comes to mind about that is like um, there's a couple of things. The first is, uh, get the, like, like think, think about, think about some incentives to like raising money for the computer first so that, so that you can, I mean, you already have that idea, but so that, so that you can also make it exciting for raising money for the computer. And then, um, and then the other piece is thinking about when to invest in equipment versus when to invest in things that are going to grow your stream so like um the 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 time to invest in in equipment is when it's uh, your 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 stream sort of like isn't able to function without that equipment or when you just you've taken care of everything else which is like much later down the line um but uh so so like in your case you are severely limited to like only being able to play like you know eight bit games or whatever because your your computer. So like raising money for a computer seems like a good idea. But like a lot of the time, what will happen is like when people sort of get that influx of um, of support, they will be like, okay, like I'm gonna get like new headphones. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get new monitors. I'm gonna get new mic and all sorts of things that they don't really need. And instead, they could put that money into like hiring. Well, a lot of people would have to hire an artist, but you don't have that problem. Um, hiring, uh, hiring like a like a editor, like for your for your YouTube videos, getting somebody who's like really good at editing, or um, uh, you know like whatever, t t taking taking uh, taking some like professional uh, classes to to learn more about like business or whatever. Like all of those things are be are are better investments that are going to last you longer than something like headphones or something um right. yeah because like snake has said i could use his computer for streaming and i know his can handle it obviously yeah but then i'm limited to his schedule in a sense because because he uses you know, his computer he likes to, yeah he likes to play his games and stuff one thing i've been wanting to do and i think it's uh 
kind of preventing me from starting my art streams is uh, I can't really stream in my room very well because my desk is very small. Uh, it's it's crowded. I got crap everywhere. And so I'd have to clean everything off and then set up an art stream. But I did buy a desk that is now downstairs and it has uh, it's an L-shaped desk. So I can have my computer stuff on one side and then the desk on the other side. And I bought one of... Uh, Cleavage. Oh, whatever. In a bra. I brought one of these things so I can put my webcam on and then I can face my webcam straight down. Like, I feel like that'd be a good, a good, like, this would, is a good first start to, to being able to do a stream, an yeah. art stream. Yeah. And then the other thing that stops me is um, when, like, Devin gets home from work, whenever he gets home uh, and he wants to play his games, he's playing um, with friends, he's using his mic, he's being loud. Like, you know, Devin, he's very loud. Yeah. Um, but so it makes me not want to stream when he's here because I feel like like I don't want to limit him from wanting to play games with with his friends and stuff because he's had a long day at work. But then, and then I feel like I get self conscious. Like back to the whole confidence thing. Like I, I, I'm I'm subconscious about streaming when he's sitting right here. Like I'd much rather be downstairs where I kind of have my own space, um, and then I can I can do all that. So I feel like I have a lot of uh, temporary limitations to what I want to do for stream that I feel like I can very easily fix. It's, well, it sounds like a lot of these would be fixed by creating a schedule. And I know that your work right now kind of makes that difficult. But if you yeah. could if you could sit down and look at your work schedule and, and, and look at Devin's schedule and say, okay, like here are the times that are open slots that I feel like I could stream. I want to like reserve these and like talk to him about about the concerns of like you know like I, like I don't I don't I don't want you making lots of noise or like you know and obviously I need I need your I need your computer during these times um and just like you know co like come to an agreement about it cuz that that's that's what that's what I've done with Birdie like obviously people who aren't in relationships have an advantage in that they don't have to they don't have to like worry about another person not that obviously relationships don't have their advantages, uh, but 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 we do. So so like coordinating with the other person is going to be really important in terms of in terms of like building your schedule and building your schedule is on Twitch absolutely essential. On YouTube, little less essential. Like you want to post regularly, but like don't even worry about that yet. Just worry about like like putting out quality content first. Just like worry about like figuring out like what what does well. Um, but like on Twitch, absolutely essential that you build a schedule, even if it's only one or two days a week. And I know right now you have you have you have one day a week. One day a week, except I did stream very spontaneously yesterday, and, and that's great. Really good, just to kind of just do that. And that's great, yeah, because then because then you can just say like, hey, like bonus stream, and it's exciting. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, but but the 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 more like like if you, if you can if you can sit down with Snake and and see if there are any other slots that that you'd like to to squeeze another stream into that'd be great um yeah. the meta has changed a little bit it used to be like it used to be you could you could stream for 12 hours a day every day and like grind it and like eventually you would get partnered just from doing that uh nowadays um that is no longer the case uh in fact it is less advantageous to stream more it is more advantageous to stream uh, less and focus more on creating content that is on discoverability platforms like YouTube and uh, Twitter and things like that. Is it just because Twitch is just so um, 
flooded with all these other streamers that are barely starting out and they're the ones that try to do the 12 hour streams no actually um i mean it it, the 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 reason that you can't get discovered is partially because there are so many people on the platform but the but the bigger reason the bigger problem with twitch is that there is no um engine for discoverability on twitch twitch is essentially an excel sheet of streams sorted by game and that's it like you just look down a list and choose a streamer whereas on every other platform like youtube like twitter like all of these other platforms there are algorithms made for discoverability so like for for youtube they have specific algorithms in place that will promote your video to more people for you so that more people find your video more people find you more people subscribe and you can grow your community twitch doesn't have anything like that they have they they have some very recent features like the recommended feature that isn't doing a whole lot yet and they may get better but honestly right now i wouldn't trust twitch to do anything for you like i wouldn't even trust twitch to send notifications to people that you're live I would I would I would build a house elsewhere to to let people know that like um uh Devin Devin Nash he uses the at everyone tag but he only uses it when he goes live so that yeah I'm I'm a Devin Nash fanboy 100 <laughs> percent um he only uses it when he goes live so that people don't mute his Discord um because oh, people always mute the at everyone tag um yeah. so so yeah i i would not trust twitch as a place to to house your content or to house your brand or to build like to to build your brand twitch is like it's uh it, it's it's sort of like in until they until they improve it until they fix all these like dmca issues and all the all the issues that they're having right now twitch is sort of like a like a special feature of your brand where you can be like hey guess what everyone you can come hang out with me live for this like special event like that's almost the degree to what twitch is now because it's just it's just such a horrible place to build a brand to house a brand it's just twitch is twitch is really messing up right now um so yeah so so um that's the end that's the end of that sentence so that's why it would be good to get started on like all these other platforms so that if more stuff goes down with Twitch, you like you're already covered yeah. on your bases and, and honestly, oh my hearts. god, like if I had started a YouTube at like the way that I am now, back when like Snake and I started streaming together, oh my god. My my life would be so different right now. My life would be so different right now. It's insane. <laughs> Although we did get on Twitch like right at the end of the of the period where like it was you were still able to be discovered on Twitch. So like a lot of the oh, growth wow. that I've cultivated is because I've been streaming for so long that I've managed to you kind of know what to do. Well, no, not even that. It's just that I I managed to like slip in there to like sort of like grab enough people to like take with me that now I I I'm able to sort of have like a foothold um on Twitch, but it's 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 really difficult. It's really difficult. Um but yeah. I I think I think I th- oh god. It's so it's so exciting for me to think about you starting <laughs> With all this, this is like amazing. Yeah. Like when I when I transitioned from Snake Tech to Tentacle Tech, um, 
even that was really exciting with all the things that I learned from snake tech, being able to apply that and start from the beginning with that on tentacle tech. And then I've learned infinitely more since. So now, like, you starting with all this knowledge... All of your knowledge. It's so exciting. <laughs> even even if you only take, like, you know, even if you only... even if you only, list. That's all I'm going to remember. Even if you only, <laughs> like, create a home for your content, like Discord or something, and you and you, you take a couple things from Eyes of Ashes, even that, I think, will be will be amazing. No, and I think, ta- be, you know, being able to talk about this um, and get these ideas and kind of flesh out like you said like a step-by-step plan like it makes me that much more excited yeah knowing that uh i i have a chance at doing this and yeah. um, being successful doing now I, now i want to make the list better uh <laughs> okay so uh create a home for content uh yes. check check out eyes of ashes Got it, open. um uh, uh create a youtube by the way okay do you go ahead yeah go ahead no go ahead creating i just find and maybe you'll find different but i find live being live is so much easier for me than than making than making content on youtube i i've 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 already grown a lot in terms of like sort of like my presence on camera when i'm making a video but like when i first started out like i'd be streaming and Bertie would be like shh like you're so loud oh my god and then i would go on youtube and i'm like I just really think that you should check out my Patreon because it's really good, and I think and like it like it, it was just it was such a it was such an adjustment for me learning to make pre-recorded content because I don't get to like vibe off of the audience. Yeah. Sort of like live theater versus like movies or something. True. Um, I was gonna say since I'm gonna make a YouTube, should I until I get a new name if I decide to change my name should i do it before or after or is it easy to, to change your name on <sighs> when are like, you when are you gonna make that decision i guess is my question the youtube decision or the name decision the name decision well i haven't really found or thought about a name that i would be happy changing it to because like i said like pyro is me the freeze part is kind of also me you know the number is just my birthday so like it doesn't matter that was just there just to have Mm -hmm. so it's like while it's not yes it's who i am but it might not really be who i'm trying to be you know if i'm all about animals and art then yeah it doesn't definitely doesn't reflect it but i feel like maybe the name doesn't a Twitch and a YouTube name don't really have to reflect that at all. They're like, not. I have my art page as my full name and then just art after that. And that's actually on my Twitch. So, like, there's nothing personal or uh, nothing hidden about my personal uh, info and what I'm trying to do with my art and my Twitch name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I feel like maybe I don't need to change my name. Yeah. Like, that's true. I mean,. Sounds like it's it, it 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 sounds it sounds like you you just solved the problem for yourself. So like go go make your right, YouTube if you want YouTube. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I feel like like for you it worked for you changing your name to Tentacle Tech because that's kind of what you base your brand around. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it doesn't need to be like that. What's eyes of like 
I don't know, Eyes of Ashes, maybe you'll know. Like, why is her name Eyes of Ashes? What does it have to do with what she streams or posts about? She thought it was, was it really, she thought it was really, um, like, like, cool and, like, mysterious and, like, emo when she was, like, 12. And so, okay. that was her name. <laughs> exactly. Still is. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not, by, 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 by no means is it, is it necessary. Um, the, the, the way, the way that I, I sort of think about with everything when it comes to content creation is like, you, you can theoretically be successful doing anything. Uh, it's just that there are, there are, there are certain, uh, sort of like things that a lot of the time it has been shown in the past that make it a little bit easier. Um, uh, and so no one is going to do all of those things because there's just, it's just too, too vast of a field. Like it's, it would be overwhelming and exhausting. Uh, and so you, you, you pick and choose the ones that, the ones that work for you. And you're you're saying that one of those things that could make you more successful is having a name. Not more successful. It's just it, it can be easier because, like for instance, um, uh, a name that people don't necessarily know how to spell right away, a name that has like numbers that people have to remember, like all of those factors, any factor that makes it harder for people to find you any like extra steps that people have to go through is uh like ta taking away an opportunity for people to find your stream so this is just sort of like a general marketing principle when you market something you want it to be as easy as humanly possible for the consumer to get what you're trying to get them to get because any extra steps that they have to go through you're losing customers since you brought that up, I just decided to look up my name on Twitch. Yeah. But without the numbers, and yeah. it doesn't look like it's actually taken. So maybe I'll just get rid of the numbers. Take it. Just have because Pyro Freeze. It's a very. I feel like that could could become a very easy name. It's Pyro. It's Freeze. Fire yeah. and Ice. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also really cool. I mean, like if you if you did if you did decide that you wanted to you know like base at least some of your branding around that, it's a very brandable name, Pyro Freeze. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see if I can very spontaneous yeah do it go whereas like snake tech was a little bit tougher yeah a little bit tougher to brand for and then 88 and then the 88 well that was my fault the 88 was my fault we probably could have gotten snake tech in the beginning just snake tech yeah Gosh. new username let's do it should i do Oh, no, it's not available. What? Never mind. <laughs> Cry. It's not available. Cry. <sighs> oh, but Pyrofreeze with just a five is available. Yeah. I don't want just a five. No, not worth changing your name to keep a number in there. What about, uh, apparently, Pyro underscore freeze is a thing, but that's an extra thing, something... Uh, people have to remember i still think it's better than pyro freeze whatever your birthday my, is my birthday Par somehow pyro freezy was taken hmm. should i really do pyro freeze Und with an underscore i mean girl it's completely up to you 
do you think it's a better i think that pyro underscore freeze is a much like nicer aesthetic than pyro freeze five seven nine eight or whatever it is it's three okay they're all odd numbers they, they wake up my birthday okay i'm gonna do it <laughs> this is so spontaneous Boop. pyro freeze you heard it here first folks pyro freeze has changed her name oh my gosh i'm no longer a number you're just pyro freeze i kind of like it it's kind of sexy right e yeah my emotes might be different now oh no wait no i think your Maybe emote extensions will be the same it says i can change i can update it you can update your you can update the ends of your emote names but your the extension that twitch assigns you should remain the same like all of my emotes start with ten tax six, which by the way I by the way I hate. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, mine's pyro for a two. <laughs> Sucks. I don't like it because yeah, it goes back to having to remember it. Like I I wouldn't want to type that out and then type in the actual emote yeah. name. I would just want to go find it. Yeah. Know? And when you, that I mean that that's one of the advantages to becoming partner, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. It's not gonna be partnered for ever. <laughs> Listen, girl. We gotta work on that confidence of yours. I know. Like sometimes I'm like oh, I'm like super confident. Like I remember when I was first making my stickers, because I was first making them and I wasn't expecting to sell them. I'd make it and be like, oh my god, this is so cool! Everybody, come look at this. And now, it's like, like maybe it's when other people boost my like talk me up, then I'm just like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, like, I think. I mean, I think that that really comes down to. Uh, the stigma in our society that like we're not supposed to be like prideful you know like the pride goeth before the fall or whatever crap but like yeah. if you're really good at something and somebody says hey you're really good at this thing like it's totally okay to be like thank you i work really hard on that like on my stream when i like walk back to get a hat and somebody says like dang Ooh, nice butt <laughs> that booty thick i'm like thank you i work five <laughs> days a week on that boy like so i i, I that that that's uh, that's there, there was a, a really profound moment that happened for me um during one of my sort of like hiatuses from stream where i was like just like consistently getting burnt out to the point where like zombie had messaged me at one point and he was like dude like your burnouts are so regular now that i can like predict them it's like they're like a pattern um and uh and so there was really this profound moment during one of my burnouts where all of a sudden birdie shifted something in my head about how i perceived myself physically that made me actually enjoy how i look and like think i'm really attractive uh and uh and since then my entire life <laughs> has just sort of been falling into place um and i i i've always been pretty confident about my personality but i think that um i think that sort of like ragging on yourself in any fashion is sort of uh is sort of toxic like it like it spreads and so oh, yeah. even though even though i was really confident about my personality because i never had confidence in my looks uh it always it, it always would leach over to like other places and and cause problems elsewhere um and so it's something that i that is a part of the like 
belief system that I'm building around my stream, which is that uh, I really work hard on boosting people's physical and mental confidence because it is it is almost preferred in our society that we not celebrate ourselves that we not be confident in who we are it's almost preferred that like we're like oh like no i'm i'm not or like like it's it like like sort of like the like like people who never sleep you know like what is sleep like that's like a like a joke in our society everyone's like you sleep what um but like that's like an essential function that's essential to functioning as a human being so like like similarly like being confident in who you are is so important and something that we just don't seem to like work on for people at all like we don't practice that at all and we just let people sort of like insult themselves all the time it's i think it causes way more problems than than most people acknowledge oh yeah i mean there's i think there's definitely a difference between um being confident in yourself and being like almost like narcissistic right but i feel like like everyone should be confident in themselves to some extent whether it's physically or uh you know you're confident in a skill that you have or just your ability to be funny and stuff like that i feel like yeah it's just it's it's mainstream to uh look down on yourself or to to when somebody does compliment you to deny it right you know like mainstream is a good good word for it yeah yeah and i'm trying to think like i don't think i was ever raised you know a lot of women are raised you know if if the guy tells you you're beautiful you're supposed to be like well no i'm not he 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 and and if you actually say thanks i know i am then it's like i'm not interested in a girl like and a woman like that right you know i don't think i was ever raised like that i think i was raised to have a a lot of like self-confidence yeah so it's interesting that i still feel like that i mean it's it 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 is it is systemic uh so like you were raised in a society where that is the norm so it, it it makes sense that it would still yeah. it would still sort of be be part of part of the part of you um yeah. but i do think that that one advantage that one big advantage that you had that i think most people don't is that and i don't obviously uh know your dad as well as you do but i think that your dad is a very very good man um right. and i think that those are incredibly rare <laughs> in our society today (laughs) um so so i think i think that's a that's a huge a huge plus Um, i think being raised in a family of girls um mm. you know you you can't tell your daughter to to act that way and expect her to turn out okay like you'd be telling all of your daughters that Mm. and then to have um like amanda she i don't know if you follow her on instagram i think i shared her stuff earlier she's all about like sex positivity and like um relation like just, just everything good like just everything great she's all about it and so she's all about like self-confidence and stuff and so and she's she's never gonna take shit from anyone or crap from anyone so i feel like you can curse it's fine okay good (laughs) i've been trying not to this whole time oh no you're fine Um, (laughs) uh i feel like having someone like that who's who's positive and like Lori's very much um uh not taking crap from anyone either yeah like we're all very strong in our own way totally so it, it helps to have people to like back you up that's like why i think why amanda messaged me in the first place because she wanted to see what i was worth she wanted to empower you i was worth it yeah yeah Yeah. empowering that's exactly the word yeah and i think i i think i think you should you should empower yourself as well i think i think that the that the the question that 
that you really and I mean I would I would even I would even ask her this of like I I I I would say something along the lines of like I do make money from this and that money that I make is beneficial to me like very beneficial to me um so like I I agree with what you're saying and what price do you think that I could actually sell these at um and the thing is is like if you let's say that you shift your target market a little bit and you say okay I'm going to sell to like a premium audience I'm going to say these are high quality art products that I'm selling for $30 a print or whatever uh and then you don't sell anything then you just adjust it and you say hey now I'm releasing this product for this much and then you see if that sells um and again like that's sort of that's sort of the the cool advantage that you have with uh with entrepreneurial work that you don't have with a job job at a job job they like show you what to do and you're expected to do it or you get in trouble here it sucks that nobody shows you what to do but at the same time you can do anything you want and just see what happens and then and the only the only sort of like rules are capitalism of like yeah. like did it did it sell or not no okay well then you didn't do it right try again yeah yeah i think going back to like the whole confidence thing i think i'm just scared to take risks like that or to 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 back out from what i know is is working yeah which is not worth my money with worth my time but uh try something new that might actually be successful i think i'm just i just have to take that risk yeah and i think that that is what holds uh anyone anyone who is like most people who are not successful most people who don't make a lot of money in their lifetime i think that that's what holds a large majority of them back is that they're 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 too afraid to try um like who just like starts up a stream playing hearthstone like that's weird no one was doing that that was weird that i did that what's twitch and then i did it and it's become it's become like this like i've been doing it for five years now it's become like a huge passion for me and something that i like spend a lot of my time doing and has you know like it literally helps me pay bills and groceries now um so like it taking taking those risks is absolutely really scary but what's cool is that when you really break it down when you really think about it there's actually not a whole lot at risk in this situation. Yeah, you might waste a little bit of time if it doesn't work out, but right. you learned what it is you liked or didn't like about it. Right. That's the end of that. It's, it's like learning a new skill. Like I, I keep talking about all these new things I want to try, but I haven't tried them for the sake of wasting time if I don't like it or if it doesn't turn out good. That's one thing that I realized that I, I've not been enjoying about making art is – I, I have it in my head that like yes I do like to make art but if it's not good enough like I don't like doing sketches I don't like doodling anymore because I feel like in the back of my head I'm like this is great because I get to practice and it's it's improving on my art skill but at the same time it's like if this isn't going to translate in, into anything that uh, people are going to want to see more of or I could sell then what's the point you know mm -hmm. but it's like it's all just it's it's all learning you know yeah you know, it's like I bought this pyrography pen and I finally try it and it's something I end up not liking. Then there's a waste of 30 bucks and however many hours I spent. 
but you already bought it. So if you don't do it at all, then exactly. it's definitely a waste of 30 bucks. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So. At least at least if you at least if you like try it out on stream and then you and then you don't like it, at least it was content. Like you made content. And that's yes. one of the really cool things about content creation is it is an opportunity for you to do things that otherwise would be a waste of time and instead of being a waste of time, they are content that you just made. Yeah, it's still a way for people to find you or for your viewers to currently watch you or you to get a subscription because people do like that you're trying new things and it is art that they enjoy. Right. Then people can come in and be like, oh, I also do wood burning or I'm, I'm, I'm interested in doing it. How do you like it so far? It's like, it's better to do that than to, to do it by yourself. And Yeah. Like, and I mean, look at how successful that idea of trying new things was for Markiplier, right? Markiplier just did his whole yeah. like YouTube channel thing with uh with the other guy i know very little about it but i know enough to know that they were trying a bunch of new things and it was yeah. huge and no one had ever really done anything like that before and then they deleted their channel and like it's like this huge oh, like yeah. i'm hearing about it, it but... i'm hearing about it everyone is talking about it so like yeah try, try new things try new things i think i think that i am gonna call it's about it's about we've been we've been we've been interviewing for about two hours and 15 minutes so i, I think awesome. i I think I, I I think I am gonna call it here, um, but uh, but I hope I, I'll send I'll send you this I'll send you these notes that I've taken. They're a little uh, a little hot, uh, slapdash. That's the word I'm looking for. They're a little slapdash. But uh, but but any any questions you have, let me know and I'll I'll, I'll be happy to talk with you about them. Um, but I, I I hope it helps and I look forward to like like maybe maybe we can do like a um, like you know six months from now or something we can like check back in and and see awesome. see what happened yeah right yeah thank you so much for for offering to do this like i i still feel like i feel like i have a lot of thinking to do just based off my stickers and that's that's what kind of started this whole thing but yeah. uh it's it's helped me like flesh out what i want to do long term with a lot of stuff and i'm very excited about it yeah and i think that like i said i think that the more that you sort of give yourself a structure for what you're doing the easier it's going to be for you to make that decision about your stickers. Um, uh, so that's all I got. I had something else, but I forgot. Well, I want to say one thing, and you can totally edit this out. It doesn't matter for the video, no? but I just wanted to say uh, I'm I'm really glad I like came back to the channel. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that I'm glad that you did too. I uh, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, uh, I was talking to, to, to Snake about it, how I think this was I, the second or third time that I've come back to, first time was when with you guys were still together, but like this is the second time I think that yeah. I've come back to, to you and like, obviously like I'm, I cherish our friendship. Ditto. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah. No, I'm really glad too. I was thinking about it the other day when, when, when you and you and Snake came into the channel together. Uh, yeah. No, definitely. I, uh, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been quite a journey, quite a journey. And I, I know that, uh, I know, I, I, I know that, 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 that I, that I have, that I've made a lot of mistakes along the way and learned a lot along the way. So, uh, it's cool that, that people like you and Snake and Kirby and Mebeam and people like that are still and puppy like are still around like that's crazy it's crazy like five years later that people are still around um so yeah so i i, I really i really cherish that too 
and I, I, I appreciate you for coming back. Okay. All right. I'm going to hang up on you now, okay? Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Tech. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. Of course. I hope I hope it's helpful. And yeah. who knows? Maybe this will... This will. Oh, okay. I remember the other thing I was going to talk about before <laughs> I hang up on you. So the okay. other thing I was going to talk about is just really funny because when you sent me that message where you were like, do you think like we could talk more about this? And like my Patreon, like I've been thinking about it and blah, blah, blah. Yes. I had to think for quite a while because... My first thought, my first instinct that came into my head was like, this is like, this is a perfect parallel of what she's going through right now of like wanting, really wanting to provide a service for somebody like making stickers. And at the same time, also really wanting to value my time because like, like stream coaching is like, oh my God. It is such a huge heckin' time suck. Like, what do you what do you mean stream? Stream coaching, like like um. Like literally coaching. Something. Yeah, yeah, like 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 saying like here's how you can build your stream, here's how to improve your stream, here's what you should do differently in your stream, blah blah blah, that sort of thing. Like it's such a huge time suck, and like people charge like up the wazoo for heckin' for for heckin stream coaching. And so I was thinking about it, and I was like, what should, should I like try to like? Because I've tried to start up like stream coaching things before, and they've never oh worked God. out. Like, and ne no one ever bit. Like, I don't know. And then, and then I was like, oh, this is the perfect. And and that's what that's what brought up the the idea of like there there are definitely things that you can sort of like trade for exposure that are that that are that that are like worth the worth that like price, so to speak. Um, uh, and one of them is like like education, and so like I was like, oh, like I can do an interview and like make content out of this that'll be really useful for a lot of people because a lot of people have these like same ideas and questions and things. And uh, I'm gonna share it on whatever platforms I have. So. <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, and I think I think I think it'll be great. So when I thought of that, I was like, oh, that's perfect. So then so then I wrote you about it, and I was I was excited. I was excited to to, to have thought of it because. And yeah, and I, I only wanted to talk about it in like just a couple texts form, like kind of how we started the conversation, and yeah. then to to go straight into an interview, which ended up being a two and a half hour interview. Like like I, I really appreciate it. I I will pay you in stickers if you like. No no no, and that is that. By the way, that is not that is not what I was I was. Uh, trying to suggest at all is that yeah. I'm looking looking for some sort of payment. Uh, the 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 the, the um, opportunity to like make content out of this and uh, like get these ideas out and sort of like I don't know uh, show like showcase showcase what expertise I do have is is exciting because I I don't I don't get to do that often i don't i don't often have the opportunity to take somebody that is so um like so so new um like you you really are sort of a like a blank canvas at this point and so it's really cool being able to be like here's here's sort of what i envision your portrait looking like or your painting looking like and then you being able to take that and go like okay like i'll do with I'll, I'll 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 take that into consideration and then and then I, I and then i i later down the road get to see like what the painting actually comes out looking like and it'll be exciting yeah, yeah. like i said at the beginning it was it went from an interview to a therapy session but it, yeah literally interviewed to um, like loki a stream coaching yeah um, and i really appreciate it yeah yeah and I, I i i'm glad i'm glad that it didn't uh 
that it didn't hopefully come off like preachy or uh no, no. or anything like that not at all all right well okay now you can hang up <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna touch you with my tentacles lovingly though but lovingly though and then and then, <laughs> and then i'm gonna hang up on you okay bye tech all right bye fire thanks again mm. bye